Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Season 1, Episode 4 of the Glamping Resorts Live Podcast Show. So before we get started, this week's sponsors are none other than Glamping Resorts. Yes, that's right, us. Check us out, glampingresorts.com. If you're looking to start your very own glamping resort, well, guess what? We can help. I mean, even if you have a campground already and you're looking to add some glamping structures, well, guess what? Those can help increase occupancy rates and we can help you do it. Glampingresorts.com would be the place to go. Likewise, even if you don't have a campground and you just have some bare land and you really want to get on the glamping train, we can help with that too from the ground up. Give us a visit at our website, glampingresorts.com. Next up is the people who helped us build a lot of our domes and a few other structures at our North Shore Resort site, which is our first Glamping Resorts location. They are none other than Element Construction. You can visit them at elementconstruction.ca. And these guys, they are great to work with. They do amazing work. So if you have a building project that you want to hand with and you want it to be done right, check them out, elementconstruction.ca. I mean, they did our walking trails, the post on them anyways. They did our playground, the domes, the tents. Just a wonderful job. Check them out, elementconstruction.ca. Next up, we got none other than our very own resort, which is North Shore Resort, just off Buffalo Pound Lake on the North Shore, North Side. Now, we have lakefront lots, lake view lots. We got the domes, we got the tents, we got nightly camping, we have walking trails, we got a beach, and we got many, 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 many more things to come. We have some great options if you're looking to finance a site and have your very own lakefront or lake view lot. Also, check out us with some seasonal leases. We have those available. Or if you're looking to book for some glamping domes next year or the trapper's tents, do it now because they won't last forever and it is filling up. Get the weekend you want. Visit glampingresorts.com and book today. Likewise, you can reach out to us on there if you're looking at financing or leasing a lot. Also, Christmas is coming up. We have gift cards. That's right. Give the gift of glamping. Great for stocking stuffers for denominations as little as $50 for a partial stay all the way up to whatever you want. So definitely check that out. Those can be also purchased at glampingresorts.com. So check it out today. Now our guest today, I'm excited about this one though. She has done a lot all the way from professional football. She is just a power athlete. You'll see what I mean when we roll the intro when she comes on the show, but she's a tiny little ball of muscle. And she does stuff for tourism, SAS, BMW in Regina. Honestly, there's so much to even list that I'll just let her tell you it all. Anyways, Amanda Ruler coming up on the podcast right after this intro. If I can find it, that is. Oh, where is it? Boom. <laughs> All right, and we're live. Amanda, Hi. how are you? I'm doing good today. How are you? I am doing well. It's actually like a nice spring kind of. It's like plus one. It is out plus there. one. I actually saw plus two. So all oh, this stuff's melting yeah. off the road. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Summer, yeah, December, was it 4th, 6th? 
today. The third. I think the it's third, the, third today. the third today. You know, I checked my phone and said third, so hopefully it's still the third. Right. <laughs> so that means 22 days until Christmas. It's coming up quick. Exactly. Oh my cool. gosh. Hopefully you guys are ready to roll. You got your presents picked out. I haven't bought anything yet. Not even plan- on Black I pl- Friday or anything? No. I, oh. uh, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I am going to do some Christmas shopping this Friday. Good call. One, yeah, not really. One one week late, but that's okay. That's all right. You'll get yep. it. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll get everything in in under the tree. It'll be fine. This is me every year. Usually I'm like a 21st shopper. Yeah. That's, I should stop that. Okay, let's get this podcast interview rolling. So, ladies and gentlemen, Amanda Ruler. So, I honestly have done so many things that it's kind of hard. I think I've missed 10 or at least 20 of them on in intro. I don't even know. You've... That's okay. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a lot. <laughs> like you want a car on the prices, right? I did. Yep. Yeah. You have your own company, Manabolica. Yeah. Uh, you do stuff for Tourism SaaS, Captive, BMW. Um, mm-hmm. You've done some stuff for the riders. There's yeah. what's, what's the sports show that you're hosting? Oh, In the Huddle. In the Huddle. In the That's Huddle what it's on called. Access 7. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. just countless amounts <laughs> of like, in, I mean, okay. And also your Instagram, this one thing, like 100K followers. Over 100k. Yeah. How did that feel when you burst the 100k mark? I'm just curious. It was it was a great experience, only because I had worked so hard to work my way up there. Yeah. I think when when Instagram first came out, I was like, I'm going to utilize this platform to tell my story as an athlete. I remember when it first came out, I was actually doing bobsled um, in Calgary. I forgot about bobsled. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's okay. another thing that. Um, yeah, in Calgary, and they had taken us aside, and they're like, "Hey, guys." Um, there's this thing called social media. And as an athlete that's doing sports, that's not professional in, in a way, like we're not getting paid millions of dollars to do this. You're going to want to utilize social media to get sponsorships for food or supplementation or extra funding money just to help you along your sporting career. So they showed us different ways you can utilize Instagram at the time. It was just photos um, as well as Twitter. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. It was just like an education class for us athletes. And I really made a go for it. I downloaded everything from Twitter to Instagram to Tumblr to everything, YouTube, tried to showcase my journey through my athletic career. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I guess my question is, did you ever think that what you're doing right now would be what you'd be doing for a career? Oh, absolutely not. I think. <laughs> okay, what, what was the original plan? Just out of curiosity. Well, I wanted to be a professional athlete. Yep. Yeah, I think I think I kind of I hit that mark as well. Like, I don't think you find a lot of thirty-one. I'm thirty-one year old women that are still doing athletics. So I think I kind of did make it a career for my lifestyle. I was on the U of R track team as yeah, you were. That's so. where we met. <laughs> as um, we had met that then and from there i was recruited to do bobsled um for the canadian team as well as like i dabbled a little bit in skeleton racing there and i was like what's next for me what else can i do to showcase my talents as a speed and power athlete so i remember um seeing a tryout online for the legends football league in the states now if you guys remember it it was formerly known as the lingerie football league they did change the name at the time when i wanted to go try out i had seen it on tv Uh, Because they had a TV contract. And I was like, these girls kick butt. These girls are amazing. So I I saw when they had the open tryout in LA. And I drove and I did an open tryout. And I ran like the 40-yard dash. And I ran a 4.7. 
And they were like, do it again. Because they, they, they didn't believe it. Like I had such a track background. They're like, do it again. But no football background. So I did it three times. And I had the same time. And they're like, okay, I guess, I guess she's fast. But when it came down to the cuts, they literally were like, you're too small. I know it doesn't convey here, but I'm actually five feet. On camera, you might not notice, but I'm like five feet on the dot. Gotcha. So they said, you're too short to play. Like the girls on the team were big, like big beast women that like a lot of athletes from different sports. And I was like this little girl Canadian. So they said, we don't want you to play. And then you're like, well, it doesn't matter how small I am if they can't catch me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I actually did? I said, when are your practices? Because I wanted to make this work. Like there was just no saying no for me. So I showed up to their practices and they're like, oh, I guess you can practice. So I started practicing with them and I showed up every day, brought like extra water for everybody, made sure everyone was good to go. And um, just from then I ended up starting in my first game. That's so. And when did the nickname? Because your nickname was Canada. It was. Yeah. yeah. When did that nickname come about? <laughs> um, I think. I think because they nicknamed kind of everyone on the team, and I think my uniqueness was I was from Canada. Unlike a lot of people in the league, there was probably two or three Canadian women, but I was the only one on the team that I was on. So they just called me Canada. So nice. every time I get in trouble, I'll be like Canada. It's stuck though. It's stuck. It's stuck. <laughs> oh, right on, right on. So that was my nickname in the entire league. And when I did interviews, they would refer to, refer to me as Canada. So it was kind of cool, you know? Nice. Right on, right on. Okay, so I want to get back to the social media bit. Yeah. A little bit for, I mean, really my curiosity sake. But, like, is there any tips or pointers to, like, do what you do? Like, how did you get so successful on social? I mean, you, you've done a lot, but is there any secret yeah. or is it just persistence? Like you did with the Legends Football League where like, no is not an answer. I'm just going to keep hammering at this. Oh, or, yeah. Like what's some tips you can give the people out there and me? Trial and error. Okay. So you got to try everything. The thing is, is like I threw a lot of content at the wall. And if something stuck, I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll continue on this path and doing this. So it was creating different types of content. So sometimes I would do me speaking or me doing motivational speeches um, or me doing workouts. I found that got a lot of traction showcasing my plyometrics workouts because that hit a lot of athletes. I also do kind of athletic training um, for, for speed and power athletes because of my track and field background. I, I got a lot of notoriety in that field. So when I put my started putting my speed workouts online people started going wow like i want to follow this person because it provided value to them so i wanted to see what area i could provide a lot of value to people and the more i started doing that but and tagging other companies and people they started sharing that uh -huh. so it's like you're collaborating with these brands and the more you do the collaboration like say another brand has 30,000 followers another brand has 40,000 well now they're like they're going to share it on their story or their feed, and now 40,000 over here, 30,000 over here, you're reaching bigger audiences than you've ever seen before. So it's almost like you don't wanna go at it just by yourself. You wanna collaborate with different people and different companies to help share your message and your brand. Gotcha. Yeah. So when you were, I guess, was there ever a point where you found, I guess, the magic recipe of content, the sharing thing, and then it took off? Or was it just a slow, slow build? Or was there a point where all of a sudden it's like, oh, I gained 1,000, 10,000 followers today? Yeah. Just like that. There was like a few jumps in it. Like it was a very slow build. There was a few different jumps, especially when I joined the Legends Football League and we were on TV. 
So there was a jump then to around 10K. Um, when I was on The Price is Right, that was another jump. I want to talk more about that yeah, after, after you finish here, but that's yeah. just... Because you're able to see like another audience, like pe- people that love the prices, right? And we're like, hey, who who is this person? I want to yeah. follow their journey and see what what they're up to these days. Um, as well as like when I when I worked with different brands, I'd see like a little bit of jumps here and there um, in the huddle. Or when I was the game day host for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, I gained a lot of followers, rider fans. Um, which was like another jump in the following. And then once I hit 10 or 100K, I was like, this is awesome. People like my message and my brand and they want to see what I'm doing. So, yeah. All right on. Okay. So, price is right. You want a car? Like, yeah. did you just like, I'm going to the price is right today and we're just <laughs> going to make this happen? Or how did that all go down? Okay. So, I had signed up online to receive uh, Ellen tickets. When I was, because I was living in Los Angeles playing for the Temptations, the Legends Football League at the time, and I I didn't get it. They said they were sold out or whatever. So they said, here's some free prices, right? Tickets. And so there was like four girls on my team. I was like, hey guys, I got free prices, right? Tickets. Let's go. So we went to the studio and uh, we made like little tank tops or whatever that said, like, uh, we love you, Drew Carey, love the Temptations. And I just, Something about that day, when we got in line, they actually interview each and every person in line for like 30 seconds. Okay. So like- they go down the line and you have 30 seconds to impress. So they came up to me and they're like, you. And I'm like, I'm Amanda. I love Plinko and I'm super Canadian and I play in the Legends Football League and these are my friends and I'm just so excited to be here. And they were like, really? Really? And I could feel it at that moment because I was very bubbly and excitable. And then the next few people were like, hi, I'm Steven, like very calm and collected. And I was, I was too excitable to not be on this show. And that's exactly who they're looking for. They're like, people are going to love this girl. (laughs) Yeah. So if you are, if you're a game show connoisseur like me, definitely be an excitable person in line if you want to get on a show. Okay. So we waited in line. Actually, you have to wait in line for like two plus hours. Wow. I know that that's probably one of the secrets they probably don't tell you is you have to wait so, so long because they're, they're taping, um, three episodes a day. So you get in line, you get the screening, you keep moving up in the line, keep going in different lines. And then two hours later you're in the studio and you're still excited to go. So there was people coming up to me in the lines are like, I heard your interview and you, I think you're going to get picked. So people like strangers were coming up to me. So I'm waiting and they're calling people up and I was like the last name to be called up for the first round. And they're like, Amanda Ruler, come on down. I was like, no way. And I get up there and they have a couple showcase items up there and I bid a dollar. I'm pretty sure it was like a speaker for your car, a car speaker and like satellite radio and like a laptop. And everyone else went before me. And they're guessing these like outrageous prices. And, I, and I'm and i like, no way. You guys are all over. I bid a dollar. And I won. That's a, uh, that's a confident move right there. Good it for was you. a power Ooh, move. I, I don't do a lot of power moves, but that was one of them I was like super confident in. So I get up on stage and I flex like this because I don't know what came over me. I was just like, like I'm just yeah. going to flex to the audience. I'm pretty sure Drew asked me my name. I like blacked out and just like flexed. And he's like, all right, then. All righty then. Anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So um, I play this game high-low. So it's that huge kind of like craps table and you get that big dice. 
and you have to roll the dice to guess the numbers of the car. Like he showed me the car and it was kind of funny because I had gotten a, a drunk driver hit my car in Los Angeles and I didn't Don't have drink and drive folks and it totaled my car. And I was okay, guys. I was okay. So when they showed me the car, I was like, Drew, I actually need this. I need this, which was like fate in itself. So I I rolled the dice and I guessed the price of the car, which is insane to begin with. And I won and I just like ran up and I I hugged Drew around the neck and he was like, oh, my neck, because I'm too strong, I guess. (laughs) And then I went to go do like uh, the, the spinning wheel for the showcase and I spun a 90 so I got to go to the showcase and then I bid too high over so I I didn't get that prize but I got the car so that yeah. is crazy that it's all from just basically putting yourself out there just putting yourself out and you're there just, you're just a very positive person and okay <laughs> we don't see each other very much but when we do you're always like hey what's up yeah like, oh it's Amanda <laughs> let's have a nice conversation and you always make time for people too which I always appreciate and I think that's of a big course, thing too. Yeah. when um, I guess you're trying to be more of a public figure sort of thing is have time for people talk. Would you say that? I'm Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's something that a lot of people don't think about. They're like, how did you work your way up in the community? And, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is like, I'm always out there. I'm always out there. Like I'm at events talking to people mingling gaining those personal connections you probably don't through social media you kind of do people see you but to see you you need to be out there and being personable and and just being a positive light in the community because there's a lot of people there's a lot of negative stuff online i love to be positive because there's just too much hate in the world so i know that sounds sappy but but hey it's the truth yeah, it's just, there's just too much. So I want to be that light for somebody, especially if they're struggling with something. Like if I can help somebody in like a small way, I always will. Like sometimes I'll just put out on Twitter, like, does anyone need help with anything this week? So, oh, nice. nice. <laughs> now everyone knows. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Watch, watch Amanda's Twitter for uh, helpful tips. Yes. Or if you need help with, hey, I need help putting up Christmas lights. So I'm just I'll kidding. be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we actually got the tree up and everything on sunday good yeah so just in time december one made it exactly december one put up christmas yeah decorations. I, mean, I, I really put my foot down that we don't <laughs> do it until december actually hits yeah so good call uh, okay another thing i noticed about your social media is that you hop on a lot of i guess challenges or trends i think that's the right word for them like oh, the yeah. bottle challenge which was amazing for those who have didn't didn't see it she basically took a football and she spun the cap off a yeah. bottle which, um, how many takes? Did oh, that- it, okay. I'm going to be honest. It took a lot of takes. And I, and I had a lot of transparency when I told people that uh-huh. because, if, oh my gosh, like 40 takes. Like it took me almost an hour to set it up because I kept hitting the bottle over. Yeah. So every time I see these challenges online, I want to do them, but I want to do them kind of in my own way or a personal twist yeah. because it's good content. It's shareable. You always got to think about sometimes is your content shareable? Like do other people want to listen or listen or watch or just tag their friend in it? And I knew that was something that's going to be tag a friend. So I did it. And then CBC actually contacted me to come on their show and talk about trending videos in that video. Yeah, it was it was like really, really cool that they reached out to to have me come on their their show and talk about why it's important to make trending videos. 
The, wow. And yeah. I mean, another one you did, which I thought was cool. Um, so like the video game kind of spinning figure sort of thing. I mean, yeah. you're like power athlete. Yeah, it's like typical jock. <laughs> yep. So do you find that if you get on those at the right time when you see they come out and they're popular, oh, that yeah. it really gets shareable traction? And obviously, you know, you get on shows and stuff. Yeah. That's like... Wow. So so see, see what's kind of trending like out in the social media world and jump on it right away because it could be lost in a week. Yeah. So when I saw something like that, I was like, I got to do my own version of this really quick and um, see if it takes off. So it's, it's like I said, trial and error. But um, if you can hit the right moment, your video could technically go viral. Yeah. 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 And it's the funny thing about content, which is frustrating at times, is that Basically, a picture will last for a scroll. It'll be like, huh, and then keep going. Either like that or it'll never be seen again, basically. Yeah. So as far as frequency of content and whatnot, is there a certain number that you try to pump out a day or every I week? Try to do, I try to do at least 10 pieces a day, whether it be on Instagram, like especially on Instagram story um, or Instagram hard posts, Facebook, Facebook stories, Twitter, or oh. even Snapchat. Like I know a lot of people don't think that's the coolest place to be promoting yourself or your brand or who you are, but it's still like a cool market to kind of touch kids reach love people. It. Yeah. Kids love it. Yeah. <laughs> so what what is your favorite platform? Instagram for sure. Yeah. Just because it has a wide a wide reach and you can do photos, videos, um, and it technically it's been good for my name and my brand that people have resonated with. Yeah. So I think that's why I like that platform the most. Have you started using TikTok yet? I have. Yes, yeah. I have a TikTok account. I, I used it. it last week on Black Friday. It was my first time I logged in. I was like, man, Amanda would love this because I knew our podcast was coming up. And I'm yeah. like, I wonder if she's used yet. This seems like an Amanda social media platform. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to give you a follow on there. I have the glamping one and then one other one I'll follow you. So it's your- it's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's just my name. So Amanda Ruler. Um, but it's such a cool platform because you can do videos in 10 seconds. So you yep. have 10 seconds to reach an audience and gain their attention and they move on. Which is such a creative platform because there, like there's just you can do whatever you want. So I think it's such a unique, like it's like Vine. Remember yep, Vine? I remember Vine. That didn't last very long, but Vine no. was a lot of fun. But TikTok's like Vine on roids. Yeah, because with the music licen- license- yep. licensing. Licensing? <laughs> licensing. Yeah, Sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, my brain today. But that's such a uh, big thing for them because then utilizing that music is so key. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice to, uh, you know, put your soundtrack as Drake behind you. You don't have to pay I don't even know. I don't even know how much it would cost to license a Drake song. But I don't want to ask. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of like stuff that goes viral and just trending challenges and stuff, TikTok's like the place for that. My favorite one currently. So there's people that um, they're like, "What my demon sees underneath my bed every night," and it's like them trying to plug in the cell phone yeah. cable. <laughs> That's a good one too. Yeah. So okay. I kind of want to move this back to tourism a little bit because you did some work for tourism. And mm-hmm. are you still doing work for them? Yeah, um, Tourism Education Council. Okay. So it's like really cool. Um, we're just finishing up a really cool project called I Heart Tourism Careers. All right. And that's why you were out at our resort. Yeah. Amanda came to visit us this yeah. summer, by the way, gave us a little interview. You interviewed Sean and Cam. Correct? Yeah. 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 And did you do one? Yeah, we did. I a did one, one with you. Yeah, yes. Right. I just edited it. So it's coming out, guys. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I've been oh, like everywhere and uh, anywhere th- trying to highlight people that work in tourism sections like like you guys, for example. Why is it important to bring tourism to 
to Saskatchewan for you? Who are the people that are behind these events? Who are the people behind hospitality? What's going on there? I mean, everyone sees the events, but like who's setting it up? Who's putting it on? Who's the general manager at the hotel you're staying at? All those different types of elements is what I'm trying to highlight for them. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So I guess before we talk more about tourism, I wanted to ask this question before that is, so you were in LA and then you moved, were you, were you always in LA? You moved to a different team for a bit. Uh, Atlanta. 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 Then you're yeah. in Atlanta. So what made you decide to come back to Saskatchewan? Um, was it basically home? Did you see more opportunity here? Or what was your, I guess, yeah, what was the reason for picking Saskatchewan as your home base permanently? Yeah, If it for is sure. permanent, I don't know. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, I grew up here and I loved... I love Saskatchewan altogether. And when I had that opportunity with um, the bobsled and skeleton area. I moved, that was out of Calgary. Yeah, I moved yeah. out to Calgary. So from there, I was just like, what can I do next? Moved to LA. Then I moved to Atlanta. So that was like a big stretch of like not being home for like five, six years. And then I applied for a job with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders as the in-game host. At the time, like it, it's hard to live out in the States because I didn't have a visa to work other jobs or yeah. have opportunities. Um, so I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time to switch it up. Like I need to work a solid job. And as you know, like I love sports and sports media and there was a gig available. And I was like, I have to jump on this. Like, I don't I don't know when this will ever come about again. So I submitted a video and I had gotten the job. So moved back to um, Saskatchewan for that. So. Oh, it nice. was an opportunity of a lifetime because diehard rider fan and being able to work with a team in some capacity was a dream. That's awesome. I, one thing I really love and like you're one one of the people who are on this list for me as far as like so Justin Gregg from the Justin Gregg show said it best and they basically wanted to prove to people is like you don't need to be in you can be anywhere you want and Saskatchewan is a perfect place for promoting yourself and getting yourself out on the world stage. You don't need to be in like these big places like you know, California, I, I don't yeah. know, Toronto, Vancouver. You can do it right from here and you can be successful at it as you have shown, as Justin Gregg have shown and you know a multitude of other people have shown in SAS. So that's one thing I really love about people like you staying in SAS and proving the point. Yeah, kind of, thing, right? of course. Yeah, no, you could be successful anywhere. Um, like, I think it was really cool to live out in those big cities mm -hmm. and see what it was like and just try to make it on my own, you know, big city live in um, and then come back here and be like, I can still do this. Like, I can still further my broadcasting career that I want to and make it my own in Saskatchewan because I have the I have all the tools. All you need is like a camera or an iPhone and a tripod and you can broadcast to the world. And I think that's doubling back on why social media is such a great tool to have in your belt right now, because you can technically reach tons like big audiences that maybe a major station isn't able to. Because I think these bigger stations, even like like Sports Illustrated had to fire a lot of their senior um, staff and they're taking on influencers because they have a bigger, broader reach on their social media streams yeah. and I'm, I'm a huge fan of influencers first off i think they work wonders as long as you find the right ones there's a lot of and i think instagram's doing a better job of this with some of the recent updates yeah where they it's like totally you, are. you can pay to just to get a hundred thousand followers sort of thing but you can really tell especially from the back end 
whether or not those are paid or not. Yeah. And I mean, just the amount of comments, likes, even, I want to say comments, but you can even buy comments and whatnot, but you can really tell. It's like, you can just tell. Yeah. 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 Well, for example, you put a product out on your social media that you're being an influencer for, whether that be a supplement, whatnot. And then you should be able to see an exact link of people going back to that landing page, whatever it is, so that that company can see a benefit. And if you find the right people, it works wonders. We did a little bit of that this summer with a few people. And I was like, yeah. So companies out there, definitely leverage influencers. Use them because they work. So Of course. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of people are straying away from newspapers or tv commercials because who's watching commercials anymore well, now that we have like netflix oh so yeah, prime yeah. i have amazon prime netflix and crave and prime started showing me commercials the other day oh. and i was like are you kidding me <laughs> or was it crave maybe it was crave but um i just feel so yes i don't like commercials i i like what people do where it's like you don't even realize you're being sold to right and that's what a lot of influencers do people on youtube i think are the best at it instagram stories there's a guy named jesse driftwood if you haven't heard of him check him out he does an amazing job with his stories and selling you stuff that you don't even realize he's selling so he's a videographer who has a, a family and he does like i don't know anything from like kids stuff to whatnot he'll put on there a little like he i think he did like one of those fuji film film cameras awesome and you didn't even realize you're being sold to until you're like, huh, kind of want that now. And you're like, oh, this was paid, I bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. And I mean, basically what it limits to you is just your own creativeness because you can do whatever you want with your phone yeah. and you can make an amazing job of it. Yeah. So more on tourism. So you went to obviously a few places to check out careers in tourism in SAS. So it's a very, it is a very exciting area to work in. Were there any places that... And I, I, you don't have to answer this if it's going to ruin the show that's coming out or any of the that's edits. That's okay. Yeah. But um, is there any places that you'd be like, hey, do you want to work in tourism? Check these places out right now. Definitely Cypress Hills. Yeah. I want to talk about that place. Like there's a lot of um, hidden gems there. I got to speak. I, I went up there for a couple of days. I thought I was going to get one story. But I met so many unique people that work within that place whether it be someone that worked at the paddleboard shop or um, in the dining room at the resort that I had, I spent a week there just like talking to like and interviewing people and getting content. They had the zip lining course there, which was amazing. Did you go to goat yoga at Maple Creek? I did. I went to goat yoga, Maple Creek. I just, I took my time. I just stopped at places and talked to people and just got so those goats are so cute by the way i'm just thinking how cute they were um just got so much inspiration and motivation these people that live there they must they must just have a ball working in these fields so especially if people are looking for summer jobs don't limit yourself to maybe something you don't really want to do when there's you could go out to maple creek or cypress hills and work at a beautiful park and work in hospitality or guest services or the zip lining course or wherever you want to work. There's so many cool opportunities to work in the tourism sector. And these people I talked to, I'm like, when did you start? 
And some people, you know what? I haven't finished. Like I'm still actually working 20 years later in this field or I, I aspire to work longer years here. So Okay. So then that, that actually just makes me think of another question. So yeah. when you were in university high school, did you, some of the jobs that you took, say, you know, during the semesters off, anything like that, were they related to what you're doing now? Were they a step in that direction? Like, did you work for captive in university? Yeah. Um, yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. So just like. Um, it's a, a multimedia marketing company, yep. so it's just kind of like you're an XM person and you go out to different events and you are in charge of being that brand for the day. So you're setting up, taking down, maybe speaking, whatever you need to do to be a promotional staff person. And that's kind of, that's exactly what I do on social media. So I was uh, taking those steps to kind of work to the field I am today. So I, I like that I had that experience. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I think all university, even people who are in high school during the summer, you're looking for a job. If you know, and it's, it's tough to figure out, usually you kind of got to do a bit of trial and error. But if you know what you want to do yeah. is start trying to work in that field, get contacts in those, field, those fields. And um, after you're done your degree, high school, it, you already have your foot in the door sort of thing. Oh, 100%. I can't speak enough for that because it's so important to make those contacts now. Even like if you need to volunteer, volunteer for something like, boy, I volunteered for so many different things. Like I'll help out here. I'll do this. I'll show up. I'll bring coffee um, to like just gain a contact or gain a friend in the field that passed on my message. And now people want to help me achieve my goals, which I'm still like, you want to help me? Like, it's just, it's great. I just love it so much. Like it just, it makes my heart on fire because I can't be grateful enough and humbled by them wanting to help me. So, well, geez, I mean, you return the help. I mean, <laughs> as you said, with your Twitter. So that is awesome. Yeah. And yeah, if you ever need something, let me know too. Like, <laughs> we'll do. I mean, I got my camera. That's pretty much yeah. what I do. So <laughs> nice. um, as well. So you, you talked a bit about goals there. So what is the long term for Amanda? Like what, what would be up here that you're like, I want to hit this. Yeah. And that would be like, that's my main goal. And that's what I'm driving for. I think like some people say that they want to keep their goals silent until they reach them. But I'm the type of person that I've been telling everyone because if there's someone along the way that could help me Mm -hmm. get to that goal, that'd be great. So I um, had this conversation actually earlier today because somebody said, where do you want to go with this this job and I want to be on TSN. I want to work for the, I want to be a CFL sideline reporter. I could see you be on TSN for sure. That's what I want to do. That's my ultimate goal is like, I want to work in football, sports, media in some capacity. And I'm doing a little bit of it now, which I am so grateful and happy that people took a chance on me to do that. And I think they're seeing the value in um, a, a woman as myself that not only has the knowledge, but I've played the game. I don't know if you mentioned, but I played on Women's Worlds Team Canada yep. football in 2017. I had that, but I, I missed. I, I knew I'd missed no like problem. 10 things, but it is, I, I did have it written down. Yeah. So, yeah. which is awesome, by the way. So be, being able to play someone that knows the game and has played the game as myself, I think I've developed such a passion for it that when I work in that field, I, I don't consider that work. Like I consider that just me going like, you're paying me to do this. This is amazing. Like, like I would have done this free or for a sandwich or something. For a sandwich. <laughs> I like to eat. I, I, I'll probably talk about food twice more today, but I like to eat, but I really want to be on TSN. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Being on TSN for football, 
was were you always a football fan or was it when you started doing the legends league that yeah kind of like you realize like wow i really like this or was it before that mm-hmm. um when i was really really young in elementary school i played flag football mm-hmm. just for fun with with the with the girls and then my dad started taking me to football games Saskatchewan Rough Rider games with him and he talked to me about the games like this is what's happening this is what the athletes are doing watch watch how this play develops and I saw this kind of poetry in motion and I fell in love with the game because my family would take me to the games. So I had a little bit of connection there, family family time, plus something that I started to become passionate about. So even from like a younger age, I was a big CFL football fan. And from there, starting watching NFL and, and watching more just what's going on on Sportsnet or TSN and loving the game. So from a young age... That's awesome. Right on. Okay, so I just want to make sure I don't miss anything for you in sport because sport's a huge part of your life. Yeah. So, okay, I'm just going to go through from what I can remember off the top of my head and then you could just be like, oh, you missed this. <laughs> okay, oh. so I'm at university. Yeah. You're on the Cougars and your main thing was the 60 meter. So first I want to yeah. hear what's your 60 meter PB? Oh my gosh, I can't uh, remember. Oh, like 714? That's yeah. quick. Oh my gosh. I was like, that's a that's a blast from the past. Yeah. Last time around in 60 was like eight years ago. Okay. Okay. Wow. It's been a while then. It's been a while. So okay. Yeah. This is that sounds so, about right. So you're obviously you're still in great shape. You go to the gym. Like you just yes. right when I saw you're like, oh yeah, I went to the gym this morning, sort of thing. You're a busy, busy person. Yes. And before I get back on the line, sorry, I'm gonna digress after this, but how do you do Time management, because you got so much on the go. Do you have any secrets to managing your time? Like you said, 10 things a day on social media. I mean, you obviously go to the gym. I at least try to every day, probably twice a day. I do do once a day for like two and a half hours. Yeah. So no matter what, like my, because my days are so different, which is awesome to be in this field because there's so much flexibility. But I'll be like, okay, so what do I got to do tomorrow? I write down my day like hour by hour what I got to do. So like the night before, I always write down what I have to do, even down to like eating time, an hour in this slot. So it's number one thing you got to do is organize your life. And if you're not doing that, yeah, I mean, you just get out of here. Get out of <laughs> yeah. here. Get out of here. You got to get gotta organized. Do, like that's the first thing you got to do. I'm just going to be real with you. Just organize your time. Yeah. Like everyone's like, well, I don't have time. It's like, but did you organize it? And did you, you just like, watch two hours of Netflix? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Did you uh, a lot two hours for Netflix last night? Because you you could do that, but you could also go to the gym or whatever you need to do. Um, speaking of that, I'm actually competing in Olympic lifting now. Yes, I yeah. knew that. Okay, okay, let's get back on that thing. Okay, so then after running, <laughs> yeah. just 7.14, which is blazing fast. Yeah, um, I was also on the Cougars soccer team for one year. I did not know that. Yeah, oh, for the, my first year going okay. in. And I did... I I was struggling with my time being on the soccer and track team and full course load of kinesiology. Mm -hmm. So I unfortunately just, um, not unfortunately, I just took on the track team full time in the next few seasons, which I excelled. I was very good CIS runner at the time. So yeah. Yeah, you were, and I mean, because you were on the relay, you you did the 300 as well, correct? Yeah, Yeah. we did that for kind of like a workout purpose. I don't remember anything about it because like I was just praying so baby Jesus, this would go okay, yeah. and I'd run the, the three hundred. I was like, I need to throw up now. Oh man, so, yeah, sixty, sixty was your baby. It was my babe, yeah. Wow. yeah. All right, then after that, so you had track, well, soccer, track, we'll say, and yeah. then 
I guess, post-university, that was pretty much right into football, correct? Um, oh, no, 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 sorry. Oh. It was bobsled and skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Or was it luge? Skeleton or luge? Um, skeleton, yeah. Okay, it was skeleton yeah. you did first, and then you went to bobsled? Yeah, so I went to Calgary, and I kind of had a tryout with the bobsled team and was kind of dabbling in that a little bit. And then um, I started doing skeleton because my weight wasn't great enough for the bobsled team, and it was, like, perfect for a skeleton. I really tried to gain a lot of weight. Like, you know, probably don't hear that a lot with athletes. Like I tried to gain enough weight to make sure the sled was good and all that good stuff. Um, so I ended up um, dabbling in skeleton a little bit more than that. So, yeah. I'm just out of curiosity. So being doing sprinting for track, did that translate relatively well to doing skeleton and bobsled? Oh, 100%. Okay. What yeah. were some things that were different? Like obviously you said you needed to be a bit heavier. So that was obviously yeah. one. And was there anything else that was like, huh, this is a little bit different kind of going in or? Going in, uh, I think it was like the same type of training because it was mm -hmm. speed and power. Like we would do power cleans and snatch and uh, clean and jerk and and back squat. We would, uh, for the sprints, like on, we sprinting on ice. So I, that's different than sprinting on just like a Mondo track or anything. Um, you had to have like ice shoes that had little, little baby pins in it that would grab the ice. Sometimes you would slip if there was a lot of ice on your shoe. So that I think that was getting used to running on ice and and running in like kind of like a hunched over position for the skeleton, like you were very low to the ground starting off. Yeah. Um, and then for bobsled, it was almost like you're doing a clean. So you're like and push forward. Yeah. Um, so I was used to those movements, but getting used to running on ice for sure. It was tough. Yeah. Okay, then. After that, you went into football. You played for LA yes. and Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and then was it after Atlanta where that was Team Canada? Yeah. Correct? Yeah. When I came back to Saskatchewan, there was an open tryout for uh, Women's World's Team Canada, and I did the open tryout. And they originally um, had put me on kind of like the practice roster team because I never played for any team in Saskatchewan, so they no one knew who I was at all. They're like what who is this person yeah. so i asked where there is a gap in the team and somebody said corner and i was like i'm gonna try out for corner so i did um, because i'm usually a running back mm -hmm. and um i was put on the practice roster and then in like the mini camps that we had for team canada i kind of worked my way up to um being one of the top women that were put on the team yeah. if that makes sense yeah Understood. To like an active roster. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> like how great. do I describe that? Yeah. All right. Fun. Okay. So then after Team Canada, was that right into your power lift? Yeah. Right. That transitioned into Olympic lifting Olympic because lifting. I said, well, for all the sports I've ever done, we've done Olympic lifting. So I want to compete. Like I want to know if I'm good at this. So I did my first like meet, which can, uh, which is both snatch and clean and jerk. You get three attempts at both lifts. Um, to get a total overall score. And then it's compared to your weight, which is kind of cool because I'm really tiny, but I'm really mighty. Yeah. So it worked. Small and mighty. Yeah, it worked out in my favor. Um, and it turned out to be pretty good. So um, currently now for the 55 kilogram weight class, which is me, I'm 55 kilograms, which is like 118-ish, 120. Um, I hold the snatch record um, for Team Saskatchewan, for Saskatchewan as whole, and the clean and jerk record. And what was the weight that you... Snatched. Uh, I snatched uh, 69 and 88. Wow. Yeah. So snatch, snatch 69 and clean and jerked 88. Gotcha. Yeah. So cool. It's a lot of weight. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. So 
Then after that brings us to today. You're still competing in Olympic lifts. I am, yes. Yeah. And we had a meet uh, last month, I believe. I totally forget the day. And I already qualified for nationals in 2020. So I'm like really excited about it. Wow. Yeah. Where is nationals? It's going to be in Kelowna, BC. Nice. So nice. shout out to the people in Kelowna. Come I check it out. 2020. 2020. Awesome. It's in May, uh, May 15th to 17th. 15th to 17th yeah. of May. Yeah. It's coming up. It's coming up. <laughs> right on. A little bit of ways, but um, yeah, we had, there's a meet actually coming up January 11th at CrossFit Regina here in Regina. So if anyone. That is over on, I forget what street it is. It's kind of like not quite industrial, but just off it. Just, I wish I knew the address. I totally, because yeah. I totally forget right now, but uh, yeah. hit me up on social media if you guys want to come. <laughs> yeah. Come watch, come support. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Perfect. Um, okay, so I want to hear about Amanda's holidays. Where do you go? Are you a camper first off? Oh, you know I am. Okay. Because I, when I was really young, I was in Girl Guides. Yeah. I. So I learned how to make my own stuff, like yeah. uh, make my own fire, make my own buddy burner. Um, not make my own tent, but we we had tents. So I'm yeah. like full on. Anything outdoors, camping wise. So for wise, fires, do you do the teepee style or a log cabin? I'm a teepee. Hey, what's up? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've met a few people this summer who do the log cabin. I'm like, it's not as effective. It you just guys. isn't. It's like toilet paper on the roll, where you can like do it forwards or backwards, forwards all the way. All, all day. Yeah, what it's just heck? common sense. Yeah, we'll start a support group. <laughs> yeah, support yeah. group or just really people who are passionate about doing things the most effective. Effective. Way. Yeah. Way. I'll just, we have a little like bonfire in my backyard. Yeah. Um, Cause I have a pool in my backyard, which is so key in the summer. So I'll just like light a little I fire remember, and just sit by there. I remember uh, I came to a pool party at your house once and we did the, uh, what's that, the bouncy line thing? What's that called? Slack, <gasps> Slack line. line. Yes. Slack line. Which I am terrible at, by the way. You're great at. It's so much fun. Yeah. It is a good time. Yeah. Just don't slip up. the wrong way, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure my mom tried it one night and. Not good. No, Not that would have been something time. to be like, "Hey, we're just gonna set up the camera." We're that just was like see how it goes. the one time I didn't set up a camera. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Could have got that on film. Uh, you should just have like right by your pool, just a surveillance camera that you can just take stuff off. Something funny happens. Yeah. Yeah. Food for thought. But um, you mentioned holiday trips. Yes. I'm actually going to Hawaii over Christmas, and I'm so excited because I've never been to Hawaii. And my cousin said that they were going, and I was like, "Can I come?" And then when I said I was going, my mom said, can I come? So now it's going to be like a family affair. We're all going up over Christmas as Ooh. well. So I'm sure they're going to have some fun stuff on the island. We're going to the island of Kona. Yep. So um, they'll have lots of stuff. So we don't have too much planned besides relaxing and snorkeling. And yeah, that's about it. Cool. That's me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We were at a conference in Aurora, Colorado, and there's a guy we met there who does his artistry. So he does like... Um, uh, what's it called like tree houses that are like really nice and stuff and i okay. think he did something in kona, kona like just off lava fields so it's just like really nice we'll have to look it up and i'll show you after the podcast yeah but go to artistry.com um artistry i'll post it down below in the comments just so i get it right um but yeah he did like what he does he does structures that fit in with the natural landscape and feel and whatnot that are just beautiful and unique awesome. you should see if you can check that out it's okay. on airbnb i know that um but yeah, I'll look it up for you after this because it looks like an amazing experience. And if I ever great. go to Hawaii, I want to check it out. You should so. go. I, I mean, this is going to be my first time going. I can't believe I've waited till 31 to go to Hawaii. I will probably be 40. 
I, I better do it sooner yeah. than later. So I'll convince my mom and be like, mom, Christmas present. Let's yeah. Take me to Hawaii. <laughs> I, had, I do have a fun story. This kind of reminded me of it because uh, when I said 31, I actually, from when I did game day hosting for the riders, I got a look from the WWE. I can't remember if I told you that. No. So the WWE flew me out to a tryout and they, they gave me a number. It was 31. I know this is like another story um, of something I've done, but that's something I don't talk about Yeah, enough. you're supposed to stop me if I miss anything Because it is sport. cool. Yeah. Like not every day you get asked. Hey, by and I remember WWE. remember when uh, Stone, Steve, or Stone Cold Steve Austin, like he retweeted something yeah, or spotted Yeah, he to tweeted you. me. Yeah, because yeah. I, oh, I was doing Swinging with the Stars yeah. in... Um, for Hope's Home this year. And I ended up doing like a WWE theme dance. And at the end, I Smashed. did the beers and went like yeah. this. And someone took a real great picture from down below, guns a-blazing. Yeah. And I tweeted at him. I said, who did it better? And I did a side beside me and him. If you guys want to see it, I pinned it on my tweet. And he was like, good form, good technique. Like he said it was pretty good. So he gave me the shout out. So oh, that awesome. actually went viral. It was on the Chive. It was on um, lots of like news stations, Yahoo News. It was everywhere. That's hilarious and awesome. Yeah. So that was another little bit of a... It was a bump, yeah. yeah a bump. <laughs> like in, in the follow... Um, aspect or attention which is kind of cool so that yeah. is really cool okay yeah. so i want to hear more of the wrestling story so yeah. you got invited out number 36 oh uh, a 31 31 so, so um i got invited out to go do a tryout for wwe to their orlando training camp so they twice a year they invite people from united states or maybe canada that they feel would be good for WWE. So the first thing I do when I get there, they make us cut a promo. So a lot of the people they invited to the camp um, were already wrestlers in the indie scene. So there was like me and maybe a couple, a few of us that that weren't like are just good on the mic. And I knew this was my chance to shine because I'm I'm pretty good on the mic. I I don't wrestle. I never really got into it in university or high school. So I got up there and I was like. I'm not going to cut you guys a wrestling promo. I'm going to cut you a real life promo because this is my real life. And like I talked for like three minutes and there was these girls in front of me that started tearing up because I was just so passionate about what I was talking about because I was just talk talking about my real life, like about sports and how I had I lost my dad to brain cancer and he was my biggest supporter. And I never felt I fit in in a lot of sports because I'm very outgoing and um, people say you got to be um, – you got to be silent. You got to do your sports and grind. I'm like, what if I want to be passionate about it? What if I want to talk about it and be on media and be crazy? And, you know, sometimes people are like, just do your thing and grind and stay silent on the grind. And I was like, I, I feel like this is where I fit in finally. And there's people tearing up in front of me. And I remember Matt Bloom was there. Um, and like, he just, it's like, that's a good promo. So I cut a good promo, yeah, which was Good. So um, the next days were heavy on athletics. So they showed us how to hit the mat properly and do flips on it. So it's, it's called taking a bump on the mat and do all the athletic things you need to do for wrestling, um, which was crazy. I didn't realize how much training goes in for these athletes to be able to do what they do. And I have mad respect for them. Even running the ropes back and forth, that's exhausting. They did it one day to us trying to see who, who I'm sure would last the longest or puke. Um, so they, 
it was like we were doing two a days, almost kind of three a day activities. And it was a, about a week ish, a little bit more. And um, we bonded as such a great group. And then they at the end, they're like, does anyone else have to do anything or say anything to impress us? And I got up on the mic and I started rapping like super bass by Nicki Minaj yeah. to make them remember me. Um, so I had a good showing. Wow. There. Good for you. That's a long <laughs> story, but. Oh, man. Okay. Speaking of wrestling, though, like a lot of people don't realize because, yes, it's choreographed, you know, WWE. But what they a lot of people don't realize, like, yeah, sure, it's choreographed, but you still have to be able to do all those athletic things like the double flips the and without hurting yourself, mind the less. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I was actually have you ever watched it's on Netflix. It's Glow. It has yeah. Allison Brie in it. Yeah. I started watching that. And it was kind Pretty of like, good show. I, I don't know if it's a good indication into like the inside world sort of thing but some of the stuff that they have to do and it's just kind of cool how they relate it back to acting and sport and kind of how it really combined there which is really neat yeah so, of yeah. course good show good show so, okay so we got to get back to um, your holidays you're going to hawaii i guess my question is when you go camping where do you like to go whether that be in saskatchewan outside of saskatchewan you know, I'll just I'll just drive till I see something nice and I'll really? stop. Yeah, I'm the kind of like go with the flow type of person. I like to go to places I've never been before. And especially working around the tourism community, tourism Saskatchewan, listening to everybody's stories, I'm constantly writing it down and being like, this is where I need to go next. I need to go to this area. So I like to go to places I've never been before. Nice. Where is, do you have one that's next on your list that you want to check out? Um, somebody said Blackstrap was really nice yep. and I've never, been, I don't know why I've never been there, which they is, have, they used to have a bike race there Yeah, for the longest time. That's the only reason I used to race bikes back in the day. Yeah. And they would always have a, it's like an enduro or something out there and then they have like some downhill stuff. Anyways, nice place. A lot of fun. Great lake. Exactly. And, and it's just outside of Saskatoon. That's yep. why I feel like, I don't know why I haven't been there yet. Yep. So on my list. And on apparently my list. it used to be a ski hill Yeah, as well. So. Yeah. Okay. Looking for some winter activities. Um, I saw you could do um, dog sleds in northern Saskatchewan. So I was actually looking into that. I did not know that. Well, you can. So I was, I'm trying to figure that out to get up there. So yeah. That would be a cool experience because sure. I know you can do that. Um, I think it's like Banff or something. My sister and brother-in-law went. Yeah. Um, and they said they had a great time. They have two little boys and they just strapped them to the sleds and away they went. But that's good to know we can do it in Saskatchewan. So northern Saskatchewan, we'll have to find out the place. One place that I really want to check out that's on my list, it's called, um, oh, geez, I'm blanking now. Anyways, it's like north of Prince Albert, and it's called Firesong Resort. Oh, okay. Have you heard of Andrew Hills talks about it all the time. Okay. And yeah. basically, it's these like beautiful cabins. They have like a wonder, stuff to do in the winter and the summer. One of their cabins is themed where it's like games room sports sort of thing. And it's that's a huge awesome. cabin where you got like... I don't know, like foosball table, whatever, big TVs. So you can just like get a bunch of friends together. It'd be perfect for like a New Year's party or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Family Christmas, that sort of thing. So set it up. I'll come. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Friends miss. Friends miss. I'll come to that. Yeah. Nice. Sounds like a good time. Okay. Well, not this year, but maybe next year. Next year. Yeah. Okay. I already got stuff booked for this year, but next year. Plus you're in Hawaii. So no. Yeah, you're. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm in Hawaii, and then after that, I'm going off to Nashville because yes, um, right. to spend New Year's Eve there. I spent New Year's Eve there last year, and it was so much fun. We were both there, and we didn't. Yeah, realize we didn't that even same realize time. it. Like, like the Grand Opry Hotel yeah. there. I ended up going there just um, for New Year's, and it was 
It's great. There's one, um, I can't remember the name of it. Maybe it's connected to the Grand Opry, but there's like a huge botanical garden in there. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I'm picturing it in my mind, yeah. 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 Anyways, that's if you haven't gone there, go there. What was your, did you go check out, obviously you went and checked out some of the bars on Oh, the yeah. What yeah. was your favorite one to go to? You know, Tootsie's. Yes. I'm going to tell you too. So Tootsie's was number one because there's a lot of history at that bar. And I think just going in there and seeing, because it's small, but seeing all the autograph photos on the wall from people like Dolly Parton or whoever had graced the, the stage there was amazing in my eyes. And I mean, someone being from Canada, I didn't, I've never seen that before. So I was like, this is awesome. And they had authentic people on the stage playing mm-hmm. the sh- like different shows and showcasing their music or a cover of whatever they wanted. And it was just, it was different yeah. than you see what we'd see here. Um, I liked the Kid Rock bar. Yes. Kid Rock has his floors. own bar there and there's levels on levels on levels. And if you go to Nash Vegas, you have to go there, which is, I, which is what I heard. I'm not a local, but I've heard that that's what it's called because it's just like, that bar alone is just so much fun to go to. The different levels going on there, you can spend like hours and hours just hanging out in there, just chilling out, listening to music, and yeah, have a beer, whatever. Nice. Yeah. Okay, Kid Rock and Tootsies. Yeah. Those are the two to check out. Those are the two to check out for sure. I ended up going to a Titans game, yep. which was, I mean, I'm a big football fan, so it was great. We great. tailgated outside of that game. We didn't end up going to it, but we joined in the tailgating. Which Amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It's perfect because you just walk across the bridge and then you're right back downtown. Yep. Yeah. So, which is like the very first bar you'll see is that Kid Rock bar. Yeah. So, I don't know. Okay. This is really, is there anything else you want to add, I guess, before I ask my last question here that you would want to talk about? I, I kind of nailed a lot of the stuff. Yeah. We've been rolling for a while. Look yeah. At us hammering out this interview. <laughs> so, Okay. I'm just going to go right into it. So I asked this two weeks ago, and I want to ask it again to you. And it's basically, there's a stigma in Saskatchewan that it's not really known for tourism. It's more of like farming, mining, that kind of thing. When when people think Saskatchewan. Um, So one thing, I know Tourism Sask, as well as a lot of people in Saskatchewan, are trying to change that stigma. But it is very hard with neighbors such as BC, Alberta, who have like those natural landscapes, mountains, because you can go skiing, all that wonderful stuff. So what is, and maybe what could we improve on for Tourism Sask and people in general to let people know all the great things we have here for tourism so that they come and visit us? I actually think that they're doing such a good job right now is that they're taking on all these creatives, especially in the social media realm, to highlight the great parts of Saskatchewan. Like when you see people going to events and creating content video, whether it be YouTube or Instagram or Twitter, they're capitalizing on these people, making them tourism ambassadors, maybe for the province or maybe for just Regina or just Saskatoon. I think they're doing a really good job because I've seen tons of awesome stuff lately that I haven't seen in years past. So I think they're doing such a great job, and I can say that over and over again, in making that a reality. Because now I'm just like, that's a thing in Regina? Like, that's an event? I want to go there. Or that's a person or that's a career opportunity I could have. Like, especially um, I had gone on the Wheatland Express this summer, which is like a little train just out in Cudsworth, just outside of Saskatoon. And when you get on the train... 
it, uh, it's like a wine tour and they have different themes. So the one I went on, it was like a wine tour and you stop in a little small town and you come all the way back and then you get off the train and you have uh, a dinner with the, at the small town community hall and there's dueling pianos and nobody knew that this existed. Until I had, well, I'm sure people knew it existed because it's new. It like only has been going on for like a year um, until like I posted on social media, my, like my video of it. And then people are like, where is that? I want to go there. So I think they're doing a good job on like getting that content out of there and making more awareness of the cool opportunities that are in Saskatchewan. One thing I really do appreciate in like what tourism Sask is they make anybody who has, you know, good, decent content feel like rock stars because they'll repost it they'll be like hey we'd yeah. love to feature you like whenever you take something or post put something out there and you get someone reaching out to you being like hey we love it can we use it you're like yeah yeah <laughs> yes of course yeah and that's the thing when i said about collaboration um in this point we're trying to collaborate to get awareness for saskatchewan out there not just a brand but which i think is so cool what they're doing so keep it up and um, let's keep bringing awareness to Saskatchewan and showing all the great aspects that it has. Yes, and those of you who um, who have not visited Saskatchewan for tourism, you should come visit us. We have lots of wonderful stuff. Check out Tourism Sask on Instagram, Facebook, wherever, YouTube, and uh, discover Sask. Yeah. Is that their slogan? Explore Sask. Explore. Explore Sask. <laughs> and in exploring, discover Sask. Mm -hmm. thing. All right. Well, that wraps it up. I have no other further questions. Thanks for coming out today. Really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy girl. And uh, yeah, maybe like next season we can have you on again. Sounds really good. Well, we can get an update and see if you're, when you're on TSN, maybe we can talk about TSN stuff. Oh, heck yeah, we oh, yeah. can. We will for sure. I'll keep you updated. You know I'm doing tons of different things, so we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about again. Great. All right. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm going to roll the outro here, and you guys have yourselves a wonderful rest of day. Well, that is it. Every one another episode season one, episode four with Amanda Ruler. So now let's get back to our sponsors that made this episode possible. So the first one is glamping resorts. Are you looking to start your own glamping resort? Well, guess what? We can help you do that. Whether you have a campground or just bare land, give us a call, visit our website at glampingresorts.com. I mean, if you have a campground, it's a great opportunity to increase occupancy rates by having those dome structures. It just brings more people in, makes it a little bit more attractive and different. Glampingresorts.com is a place to go to get some help with that. Even if you have bare land, guess what? They can help you too. Glampingresorts.com is the place to go. Next up is Element Construction. These are the guys who helped us build our first resort over at the North Shore. Now, they are great to work with. They do wonderful work. You don't have to worry about going back years down the road and fixing stuff you shouldn't have to worry about fixing. They did the domes. They did the tents. They did the posts on the walking trails, the playground, and they do wonderful work. Check them out. Elementconstruction.ca is the place to go for your next building project. Now, lastly, our own resort, North Shore Resorts, our very first glamping resort. Now, we got lakefront lots, we got lake view lots, we got the domes, we got the tents, we got nightly camping, we have it all. Are you looking for a seasonal lease? Well, we can do that too. We have great financing available on our lakefront, lake view lots if you're looking to own. And hey, visit glampingresorts.com if you want to get a hold of us for buying or for leasing. That is glampingresorts.com.
com. Also, visit that same website if you're looking to book domes or tents. They book up fast or open from April 15th to October 15th, weather dependent, of course, and book your weekend in now. Don't get stuck trying to book last minute and not get the spot or weekend that you want. Do it today. Visit glampingresorts.com. And lastly, Christmas is coming up. We have gift cards also available on glampingresorts.com from denominations as small as 50 all the way up to whatever you want it to be. Great for stocking stuffers, so give the gift of glamping. That's it for now, folks. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Glamping Resorts Live podcast. Take care. (laughs) 